0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to childless not by choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome, and thank you to everyone who recognizes That we are not all living the same type of life. Welcome to episode 104. Well, as we continue here, let me just give a shout out to my VIPs. My VIPs are my Patreon contributors who have decided to financially support the Childless Not by Choice podcast and platform, whether they fit the Childless Not by Choice demographic or not. Their monthly contribution to the secure Patreon site helps finance the vision of creating conversation and awareness globally for and about the childless, not by choice demographic. So click the Patreon link in the show notes for details and to become a patron. And the Patreon link is right there in the show notes. It's patreon.com forward slash childless, not by choice. Thank you to Jordan Morgan. Thank you to Ivy Calhoun for being patrons. It is truly appreciated. Let me tell you a little bit about how being a patron works. I just finished paying my podcast producer. I have to pay every month my podcast producer and my web maintenance person. The podcast producer, I send him two fresh episodes every month. He takes out all of the noises and just makes me sound good. He adds the bumper music To the beginning and the end of the episode, and edits out anything that I don't want included in the episode. That's his role. And then my web manager manages my two websites, savellamorgan.com and childlessnotbychoice.net. And so both of those roles are key roles in maintaining the Childless Not by Choice platform and podcast. So I just finished paying my podcast producer and some of the money that I paid him came out of the patronage of Jordan Morgan and Ivy Calhoun, as well as from sales of items on the shop tab, such as the Goals and Visions Blueprint, or if you purchased a mug or the 31-Day Devotional, anything that you purchase on the shop tab goes towards paying my podcast producer. And towards paying my website manager. It's really that simple. And so if you have been thinking about doing something new and fresh for the new year and you listen to this podcast on a regular basis and wonder what you can do to make a contribution, become a patron. And it's a monthly contribution that you make. It's minimum five dollars a month. There's also a $25 level, a $50 level, and a $100 level. Each level, you get a gift depending on the level. At $100, for instance, we get to chat personally on a regular basis, quarterly, I believe. I set it up for so we can talk one on one at the $100 level. At the $5 level, there's a small gift that I can send you. And so there's a gift for each level. Please do check out the Patreon page for details. It's patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice. Thanks again, Jordan Morgan and Ivy Calhoun. I appreciate you. And guess what? We have some mail. You guys know how much I love mail. (laughs) So going into the (laughs) mailbag, I would also like to thank a wonderful listener from Scotland, Angela, for writing in. I received her beautiful email just before Christmas. And she says in part, hi, Sevilla. I am writing to thank you so much for your podcast and for taking the time to reach out to people across the world. I came across you by chance on a podcast from 2015. Your words really touched me and I felt at last someone understands and truly empathizes with what I'm going through. I've now subscribed to your podcast and I'm going to buy your book. You've given me the confidence to reach out to a local group. I live in Edinburgh, Scotland, and I'm sure there must be a childless not-by-choice group somewhere nearby. You've helped me realize that this isn't the end for me. I've got the rest of my life to live, and I'm determined it's going to be a good one. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. I'm nearly in tears writing this, as I can't express how much it means to me to know I'm not alone. I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas yours, Angela. Angela, thank you so very much for your beautiful email and Christmas wishes. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas as well. And see, this makes my day. This and the patronage, (laughs) what a beautiful combination. I really appreciate reading letters like this. It's fuel. Just like the patronage of my two patrons is fuel for the podcast, for the platform. Letters like this are fuel as well. It just doesn't get any better than this. This makes my day. And this just continues to tell me that I'm on the right track with, you know, speaking up for those of us who hide in plain sight. So it's just awesome to read something like this. If you ever wonder if you should write in or not, please write in. Please do. If you don't want me to mention your name, I won't. If you want to be anonymous, if you want to do anything anonymously, We can arrange that, trust me. (laughs) Just write in and let me know and let the other listeners know that you're being helped, that the podcast is helping you. Seriously, I'd really appreciate it. Everybody loves a little bit of encouragement. Well, anyway, welcome again to episode 104. In episode 104, I wanted to talk about shame, mental health, and statistics, And I know I've done an episode on shame in the past, and I've done one on statistics way back. But I wanted to do a refresher. So bear with me. The statistics aren't going to be all from the previous episode anyway. These are updated, and I'm actually using a different source. But more on that in just a moment. I wanted to tell you about an article that I found In North Carolina. It's the North Carolina Medical Journal. It's a journal of health policy and analysis and debate, it says. And in this particular article in that journal, they talk about the impact of infertility on women's mental health. And so I really would beg you to read this article because it, of course, initially goes into what infertility is based on age. And yes, I've seen that before where it means different things based on how old you are, whether you are 35, 35 to 40, or above 40, what infertility means in each age group. So do check that out. But the mental health portion of the article is what I really wanted to read a little bit of to you. And it starts out by saying, quote, infertility has a profound impact on women's mental health and on the person as a whole. Physical, emotional, sexual, spiritual, and financial aspects of one's life are all affected by this disease of the reproductive system. Unquote. I'm unquoting here because I want to stop here for a second. Now, they said it's affected by this disease of the reproductive system. Keep in mind that, in this podcast at least, I'm not just talking about infertility. I'm talking about the different reasons why we didn't get to have the children. For instance, some of us never met Mr. Wright. Some of us met Mr. Wright and then he changed his mind about wanting children because he maybe had children from a previous marriage or relationship. There are different paths to childlessness. So they are talking about infertility here. But remember on this platform, is not just one way to be childless. There are multiple, many ways to be childless. So I, I had to stop there and just make sure that I clarified that. So going on here, it says each passing monthly cycle brings a roller coaster ride of emotions such as anger, betrayal, guilt, sadness, and even hope. With each friend who announces her pregnancy and with every pregnant woman she passes in the grocery store, the patient's anxiety and stress can become overwhelming, unquote. Don't we know that <laughs> to be the truth? And especially depending on where you are in the journey, if you're just starting out realizing it's not going to happen for you, or if you've been on this journey for quite some time, like one of the women that I interviewed who is in her 70s and had a hysterectomy when she was 30. Some of us have been on this journey for a very long time, and we've had to. Come to terms with our childlessness. And I know you may say it's easier said than done, but I'm telling you, if you listen to the episode with the wonderful woman who I interviewed, who's now in her 70s, you can hear and feel the contentment with the way life turned out for her. It just, life is what it is. And yes, there are going to be times, especially in the beginning, where we're going to cry our eyeballs out, as I say. Just cry your eyes out and that's okay. You're going to be angry. You're going to feel betrayed by your body. You're going to feel betrayed by God. You know, you're going to be guilty. You're going to feel sad. There are negative and positive emotions and feelings. And I always say, face them down. Face the monster. The negative feelings are monsters that make you feel like, are you a bad person for feeling this way? And the answer is no, because just like there are feelings of happiness and joy and elation, all the good positive stuff, there are negative feelings for a reason. You can't just have one without the other. The key is to make the decision, to make the choice, to push through those feelings, face them down and push through them, know that they exist, but make the decision that You're going to live the best, most relevant and joyful life that you can, although things did not happen for you. And by the way, if you are someone who is still trying, still able to try, you still have your uterus, for instance, and you're still able to try, please, by all means, don't think that this podcast is not for you, that I don't want to talk to you because I do. Because I just want to say that if you are still trying, I wish you all the best. And I hope that you get the beautiful gift that you are trying for. The fact is, there are some of us who will never have the gift. And some will try to tell you that maybe you just need to pray a little bit harder. Try one more IVF circle, or a cycle I should say, or just do something different. Go to this place where they have this little thing that you can try. You know, whatever it is that people tell you to do. Do what you think is best for you. Even if that means adoption, because adoption is a beautiful thing. I tried twice, but it didn't work out. And so whatever it is that you need to do, then do it. I know someone who recently adopted, I know actually a couple of people who recently adopted. It's beautiful. After being childless, not by choice for so long, they were finally able to adopt. And so of course, I wish them well and the beautiful little gift that they received. There's no hateration here. <laughs> That's not what I'm preaching and teaching on this podcast. It's about coming to terms with if you cannot have children, if you will not have children. And so I really want to clarify that. And, you know, there are people who wish that I would just leave well enough alone so that everyone could go back to pretending to be okay with the fact that there are people hiding in plain sight. But hey, as long as you've got the kid, then you don't have anything to worry about. And hey, maybe they didn't want to have kids anyway. Maybe they're just selfish people and they didn't want children. You know, that's the thought process that many people use just to continue the pretense that that all is well and everybody's got what they want and what they desired. And most of us know that that's just not how life turns out. We don't all get what we want. Just thought about that song, but I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to get sued. (laughs) But it just came... It just ran through my mind. I'm sure you know what song, many of you know what song I'm talking about. It's a rock song. (laughs) I'll leave it there. But the fact is, we don't all get everything that we want. And then the key is, what do we do with that? How do we deal with it? Life is short. What are you going to do about what you didn't get out of life? So This article continues on. It says, infertility can also affect a person's sexual self-esteem, desire, and performance. Many couples have sex as a way to connect emotionally. When sex becomes associated with failure and frustration, couples may lose this emotional connection. And then uh, it continues on. Spirituality and religious beliefs are often explored by patients as they grapple with feelings of abandonment by God. And some may question their faith. However, the same spiritual or religious ideologies can be utilized as a supportive tool to reduce symptoms of stress and anxiety. Hmm. Sounds like something I talked about in a recent episode, episode one hundred three, where I had a great conversation with Ms. Yvonne John. Check it out if you haven't listened yet. But we talked about this. We talked about spirituality and religion and religious beliefs and You know, here we go with the positive and the negative again. People are going to tell you, you didn't pray enough, pray more, pray harder, fast, you know, talk to God. All the things that people tell you to do. And then if you just end up not having the child, then they tell you you didn't pray hard enough and you didn't wait long enough. And uh, this is one of the things we talked about in episode 103 as well. I know people who've waited many, 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 many years to finally have a child and others who tried many, 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 many years and never had the child. It rains on the just and the unjust. It has nothing to do with your Christian beliefs or not. And I'm speaking as a Christian, by the way. But we need to stop blaming God for stuff. Life is life and some prayers he will answer and some he won't. If you're thinking of it from a Christian point of view, he's not going to answer all of your prayers. And I hate to sound, sometimes I wonder if I'm sounding bitter, and I'm not. I'm not bitter. I think we just need to be real and realistic with the fact that it rains on the just and the unjust. There are Christian and non-Christian women who are childless, not by choice. It's not that just because we're Christians, we're going to end up having the children. There are many Christian women who have prayed and fasted and done IVF and they ended up with a child and it's a wonderful thing. And I always say that if you are still praying, no matter your belief, if you are still trying, I should say, I wish the best for you. I really do. And I hope that you do get that gift at the end of all of that trying and and crying and hoping and wishing. I really do. I pray for you. If you are still trying, because I am not preaching and teaching hateration here on this podcast. That's not what this is about. This podcast is for those of us who are still trying, yes, but those of us who will never have the child and being able to come to terms with that and commiserating with each other, encouraging each other, which is what the Facebook page is all about, by the way. You know the Facebook page, speaking of that, it's kind of at a stagnant number, and so I'm going to have to do something about that in 2019. It's kind of there's conversation going on in there. it's this fresh content all the time, but I need to create more awareness. So if you do not belong to the Childless Not by Choice with Sevilla Morgan Facebook page, please join the conversation over there. That page is for women only. that group is for women only. There's also a page, I should say, for anyone who wants to join and see, you know, what's going on and just be a part of the conversation. And then there's another group called um, Childless Not by Choice supporters with Sevilla Morgan. And again, that group is for anyone. It's for men who are childless not by choice and for anyone who just wants again to join the conversation. So there are several couple of groups and a couple of pages on Facebook. Just search for them, search for them with my name Sevilla Morgan and join where you belong, for lack of a better term. So the women-only group, then we can only accept women into that group, etc. So be sure to check that out. And by the way, there's also a newsletter. There's a monthly newsletter that comes out. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. If you're just listening to the podcast, you're missing out on a great deal of other things that are going on. There is a community group on the website, childlessnotbychoice.net. So, join in there as well. There are lots of conversations on the platform. Come on in. Come on and be all in. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to really tell you about this article and just remind you to check it out. It will be in the show notes. I think it's a great article. It covers quite a bit. If they're talking about everything from sexual self esteem to spirituality and religious beliefs and finances, and oh my gosh, you know, IVF is not cheap for those of you who have tried it. You know that insurance covers next to nothing for in vitro fertilization. So then you and your spouse have to be on the same page with how many rounds you're going to go for and pay for. So this is a great article. Do check it out. It will be in the show notes. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about is well, I kind of talked about it in this article too, the shame aspect, but there was another article here on shame. That this is from Oxford Academic, Human Reproduction Update is the name of this page, and the title of this particular article. It's an old article, I think it's still relevant because the content is still true. Worldwide, more than 70 million couples suffer from infertility. Okay, maybe that number has changed. The majority being residents of developing countries. Negative consequences of childlessness are experienced to a greater degree in developing countries when compared with Western societies. Hmm. And the article goes on to say: bilateral tubal occlusion due to sexually transmitted diseases and pregnancy-related infections is the most common cause of infertility in developing countries, a condition that is potentially treatable with Assisted Reproductive Technologies, ART, and unquote. You may remember me talking about ART in, I believe it was in the episode with IVF versus PTSD. Did you listen to that episode? Yeah, PTSD and IVF, it's a thing. And so, yeah, I think I talked about ART in that particular episode. And so imagine you live in a part of the world where... You better produce a kid. I don't know if you remember the article I talked about in one of the episodes where this woman had married this man and after three years he died, three years into the marriage he died, never having had children with this woman and the man's family basically burnt her house down to kick her out of the compound. So this is true stuff. I mean, those of us living in the Western world are thinking, what? Yeah, these things happen. And it's so unfortunate because, like the article says, a lot of the reasons for the childlessness are things that are that can be easily corrected, but maybe not so easily in those countries. Maybe here in the West, yes, but not in those countries. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a very sad thing to know that a lot of the issues can be so easily taken care of, but they just not where they are. And so these people are berated for not having children and looked down upon. And so this is a great article if you want to see how people are, you know, read about how people are shamed in certain countries, in certain cultures, if they are not able to have children. And keep in mind that 50% of the people that are, infertile are men. And in many of these, these countries, these places, the women are blamed. And how could it be all the woman's fault? And, you know, it's just so sad. It's so sad that it could be easily fixed in many situations if the man just went and got himself checked. But in many of these countries, a man wouldn't be caught dead going into an infertility clinic, or even discussing fertility. It would just be so much easier to blame the woman. But you know that scientifically, it makes sense, all the sense in the world, that 50% of the time it's going to be the man's issue and not the woman's. So this article will also be in the show notes. And then I wanted to tell you about some statistics. Now, remember I said I did an episode on statistics a while back, quite a ways back. But this is a different source, and I'm just going to go through it quickly here. This source is called Statista. It's a uh, statistics portal on, oh, they have statistics on just about everything. So when I found them and found all of these different statistics on childlessness, I was in heaven. Because I'm a numbers person. I guess I'm one of those rare people that I tend to use both sides of my brain. But don't ask me anything about numbers after 9 (laughs) p.m. All my friends know that. I just don't want to deal with numbers after 9. I don't even want to balance my checkbook after 9 p.m. My brain just goes into another zone. But anyway, so I love statistics and I love art. So go figure. Anyway, percentages of childless women in the United States in 2016. That's the number that they have here, the date you know, we're just going into 2019. So it's not that old. But listen to this. And and many of you know my pet peeve about including a 15 year old in these statistics just doesn't make any sense. But here we go. 15 to 19 years old, 96.2%. And as far as I'm concerned, that's great. Because if you're 15 to 19 years old, you should be trying to finish school Figure out who you are. That's the age when you're trying to find out who you are, what you like, what do you want to do with your life? And yes, stuff happens. I'm not trying to bury my head in the sand and be religious. You know, I know things happen. And I just think that at 15 to 19 years old, taking care of yourself is a full time job. And so when you're that age and then you have to take care of another human being, it can be difficult. It's not impossible. It's difficult, especially if you don't have the proper support system. So I'm glad it's 96.2%. Okay, there it is. I said it. I'm glad. Anyway, 20 to 24 years old, 75.8%. 25 to 29 years old, 53.8%. 30 to 34 years old, 30.8%. Remember, this is percentage of childless women in the United States In 2016, by age. So 35 to 39 years old, 18.5%, and 40 to 44 years old, 14.4%. And then, oddly enough, I'm going to have to try to figure out what that's all about, but when you're age 45 to 50, it jumps up a little bit to 17.1%. I'm going to have to figure out what that means. And then another statistic that I found was percentage of childless women in the United States by ethnic group. And uh, so it says white alone and then white alone non-Hispanic, which doesn't really make any sense to me now that I look at it, but white alone, 43.4%. White alone, non-Hispanic, 44.9%. Black alone, 40.6%. Asian alone, 47.6%. Hispanic, 38.8%. And so that's why I didn't understand why white alone, non-Hispanic, and then white alone, and then Hispanic. Kind of an odd segmentation there. But basically, if you do the mean, it's about 40%. If you add up all of the ethnic groups together and just call us all women, we're all women, about 40% in 2016. That's a lot. That's a high number. And if you're listening and your child is not by choice, I bet you thought you were the only one, huh? It tends to be that way when you're dealing with something, especially something negative. You feel like you're the only one. And it's easy to feel that way because you typically end up at family gatherings or a party and you're the only person that's not talking about kids everybody else, all the other women are gathering together and talking about their children. And you're the only one there not talking about children because you don't have any. But look at the numbers I just gave you. You're not the only one. So, you know, for whatever that's worth, I know you're probably thinking, well, it feels like it. And that's what matters. (laughs) But keep in mind, 40%, that's a high number. That's pretty high. And Find a group. That's why I talk about the groups all the time and the platform. Find a place like the letter I read earlier. She's going to look for a group that she can get together with and where they can commiserate and encourage each other. And then you realize you're really not the only one. And, you know, I think it's worth it to find a group that will help you through the tough times. There's another list here, the 20 countries with the lowest infertility rate. And these links will be in the show notes. But what I found interesting about this particular graph was that there were no Western countries in here. I thought that was interesting. But check it out. And one more. Is there another one? No, I think those were it. Just those three I wanted to highlight. So, as I said, yeah, the links will be in the show notes. And I just want to encourage you that. As you can tell by these statistics, by the articles that I read, I basically covered the planet just now. And it's a high percentage of people that are childless, not by choice, men and women. And that's why, you know, when I first started out with this podcast, I'm embarrassed to say I was only talking to the women because it didn't occur to me that men could be childless, not by choice. And all I can say about me is, that (laughs) duh. Of course, men can be childless, not by choice. And so I've grown in that respect that I am now speaking to men as well about childlessness. And I've actually interviewed a couple of men for this podcast. So be sure to check out those episodes. I did one episode with a wonderful man from Denmark. He's an American, but he lives in Denmark. And another one with a wonderful man in the United Kingdom. I'll try to post the links to those episodes here as well. But yeah, I'm talking to men and women, and I'm talking to you wherever in the world you are, and I'm encouraging you that all is well. We don't always get everything we want. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes we're angry and upset, and we want to know why not me. But the fact is, as I said before, it rains on the just and the unjust. Life is difficult for. Everybody, at some point or another, you're going to run into some difficulty. That's what life is all about. And so I just want to, you know, remind you to be encouraged, remind you to search for and find the commiseration that you deserve and the encouragement and the empathy. I spent all December talking about empathy on social media. And empathy is important. You deserve empathy. We all deserve empathy. And if you're not getting it, Search for it until you find it. And in the meantime, be empathetic to yourself. Be good to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Love yourself, even though you didn't get what you wanted out of life. If you don't love you, and if you don't like you, and if you don't respect you, nobody else will. It's true. So face down the monsters, the negative feelings, the envy, the jealousy, the anger. Face them down. I did an episode on triggers, so be sure to check out the episode on triggers. I talk about those feelings in there and how they're triggered and what to do about them. And the bottom line is face the monster, face it down, and then recognize that they're there, those negative feelings, and then make the decision to push through to the other side and live the life that you're meant to live. I know you didn't think you were meant to live it, and it's not the one you wanted, but if your child was not by choice and you realize that it's not going to happen, maybe you've had a hysterectomy, maybe you have MRKH. I did an episode on that, where you're actually born without a womb, you're born without a uterus. Maybe you have adenomyosis, endometriosis, PCOS. I know miracles can happen. I'm not saying that it can't happen, I'm just saying. That for those of us who have decided that we realize it's not going to happen or it can no longer happen because of a hysterectomy, for instance, learn to live the life you've been given and live it with your head held high, with your chin up, and realize that those who want to make you feel second class, they're the ones with the issue. You are not second class. Nobody on this planet is second class. We are all human beings. We are all living life, doing the best we can with the life we've been given wherever in the world we are, and we deserve to be treated well, even if that means treating yourself well. So I wish you all the best. Thanks for tuning into this episode and continue to live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life. You deserve it. Until next time, bye.